Oh, this episode of Live from the Dutch Hall is starting out on a somber note. Our house band, Nocturnal Emissions, is shy one member today. You hear normally the robust theme song playing in the background and the two guitars strumming away, everyone enjoying themselves. But today, today there's no rooster. Today there's no Dave Charters. And we're going to be playing this show. They're going to be playing this show real sad with one guy missing. But you know what? The north winds are blowing. So let's hit it. All right, and a visitor just on time. crowd hot crowd and a new visitor just arrived too the, the dutch hall is a packed house today we got yes, guests from yes. all over the all over the world in here today so i'm really excited to have you all in thanks for listening everybody as i mentioned in the opening even though it's a it's a nice spring day it is a very nice spring out pete yeah you know that you, you know it just is in the air the feeling of spring the mm. you know the tulips are going to be poking their 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 uh, noses out of the they're, ground soon they're bulging yeah, yeah. The, the tulips are bulging yes they are yes tulips are bulging all around poles everywhere mm-hmm. and uh like flagpoles and stuff where you plant tulips. That's what I mean, yeah. right? Very picturesque. All around them poles. Yeah. You want to put tulips around as many poles as you can. Uh, just a little advice for the people out there. But, you know, today we, we are shy one guy. Dave Charters is not here. Normally he's uh, my, my trusty co-host. Uh, he, as I said, as said many times, he's like the, uh, the Glenn Humplink to my Tom Green. He's like the... Uh, the Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson, you know, like, and so when he's not here, it's, there's something missing, but we got him replaced today. We got him replaced with uh, a guy who's well known to the life of the Dutch Hall audience. Uh, my cousin and great friend, Craig Franklin is here. So let's hear it for Craig. All right, All right Craig. 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 Hey, fill in for that Polak. Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for filling in, Craig. You, you, you feel rusty? No, not too bad. A little rusty. Yeah, the last one was Tinder Church and Hockey, right? Was that, yeah, that last, was the last we one? We had a couple cocktails that night. Yeah, that was at the end of a very shady evening. Like we were, <laughs> it was a little <laughs> hazy by the time we hit record on that episode. But that was when we we spent the day with Eves Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, that's when we met Eves. Yeah, yeah, when we met Eves, our great relative, a distant relative uh, from Holland, right? And uh, Eves is lucky enough. We're life have a, We're lucky enough to have Eves in as our great guest today. So, I, I, yeah. spoiler alert, we haven't had a guest for a while, but now we have a guest in today. It's, it's Eves Van Dyke, so we're going to be talking to him later in the show. So, I can't wait for that. Let's hear it for Eves Van Dyke. Yeah. All right. All right, Eves. All right, right Eves. Eves. That's great. All right, we'll give him, give him that. All right, so uh, we have to address this charters thing before we get started, everyone. Yeah, um, so, Life from the Dutch Hall was, was uh, we had mentioned last week, we got a lot of great things happening with the show. We're gonna do a few road trips coming up. We have one that we're leaving for uh, bright and early tomorrow morning. We're going. We're heading to Bristol, Tennessee, to do a, do a great on the road life in the Dutch Hall special. We can't wait to come, well, see what uh, audio we're gonna be able to come back home with, and that's gonna be next Thursday's show. So next Thursday's show will be our Bristol recap with the audio that we're gonna be recording down in Bristol, Tennessee. 
this weekend. Sounds like a real treat. Real great trip. Real great trip. I can't be more. I can't be more stoked about it. You know, we're going going down to one of the greatest short tracks in NASCAR. Oh, I've never yeah. been to never been to the event that that they have down there, and apparently the whole weekend's just full of stuff that. That sounds be, awesome. Yeah. There's nothing I can think of that's going to be not entertaining about the time we're going to have in Bristol, Tennessee. So I'm really super excited about it. So I got a call uh, Monday of this week uh, from uh, from a person that said, good news. Good news, Pete. Uh, I have got you an interview with Dave Wilcox. David Wilcox, the bear cat. You know the bear cat? Oh, yeah. You know, riverboat fantasy. I don't know if... if, if I don't know outside of rural Canada... <laughs> Dave Wilcox is a big deal, right? Oh, yeah. He's a like, hell of a big deal. Like in, uh, I would say in rural Canada, Dave Wilcox, you know, you can't get to go to a buck and doe or, uh, you know, any sort of like uh, uh, function of that sort where they don't play riverboat fantasy yeah. or something, you know, like, and the crowd pops for it still, like to this day. And this is a guy in the 80s or, and uh, probably early 90s, right? That was at his peak. Oh, yeah. yeah. And everyone's got a great, great drinking music. Oh yeah, and Dave Wilcox did a bunch of the drinking and stuff like yeah. that back in the day. I mean, everyone's got a Wilcox love story, songs. right? He yeah, did love making music. Love making music. Which one? Like laying pipe. Laying pipe. That's apparently I was conceived of that song. And I came in for that woman. Oh really? All night long. Yeah, all night long. To satisfy that woman. Wow. I I thought that was actually about construction work, but it's it could be taken as double on like something else. Yeah. And it got your parents going, eh? Apparently, well, Blaine was a rocker. Dave Wilcox did it for him. So Uncle Blaine, I'm not sure he might have had a dilemma too. So my dilemma was, I said, when is the interview? They said Friday, which is which is the day I'm leaving for Bristol, right? So I'm like, well, geez, I didn't. I wish I would have known because, like, this is pretty great. Like, love to have Dave Wilcox on. Uh, I have the utmost respect for him. I think he's a great. Uh, would be a great guest to have on the show. I have no, nothing but uh, you know excitement about the idea of, of it. But I got to weigh that against the possibility of putting on an even better show with Brist- in Bristol, Tennessee, with with oh, yeah. with, uh, with uh, my fi- my family. I'm going down with my family, some of my closest relatives. And unfortunately, I couldn't get the. Uh, 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 co-host alive from the Dutch Hall, Dave Charters, to agree to come down to the same trip, which is very upsetting to me because he's like, this is second a road trip that yeah. Dave's missed. Yeah, right? that's too. He missed the Iron Cheek, and now he's going to miss the Bristol show. Go figure. So um, I'm really thinking that uh, I'm, I'm wondering what's going on with Dave's commit- commitment, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, we talk about it. We said, uh, I told the dilemma, and he says, I can't believe he was very uh, upset about the uh, me passing up the opportunity to interview Dave Wilcox for the NASCAR event, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, it became a, a, an argument about the uh, what I, how, I, how I saw the show and what the values of my particular program. Your vision for it. My vision for the program. Yeah. Mm. Dave feels that my show should be more highbrow, more in keeping with his staunch Catholic traditions, oh. right? More like... Uh, like um, about people of quality and uh, like great great guests, you know, that come in that have a catalog of 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 of, uh, of of expertise they built over the years. You know, Dave's like you've got an opportunity to interview a great artist that's built a catalog over decades. You know, <laughs> maybe he's got a Wikipedia page, and, uh, and yeah, he's got a Wikipedia page. And what you're going to do is interview unknown uh, NASCAR fans <laughs> who are probably. Uh, Three sheets to the wind, to say the least, right? One might say. Maybe. 
maybe they're really irate about uh, how I we meant we questioned the sexuality of Jeff Gordon or something <laughs> like that, and we were able or, to catch or Michael Waltrip. Yeah, maybe I, you know maybe they're wearing a you know. A, a, uh, you know, a, a Kyle Bush uh, shirt, and we would uh, express "fuck Kyle Bush," right? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, watch to see what comes back at us, right? This is this is this to me is what I would consider to be great entertainment for life in the Dutch Hall audience. I thought they would like that, right? Charters disagrees wholeheartedly. No, we need we need highbrow interviews with great artists, right? You shouldn't be lowering yourself to being a, being amongst the drunks at an ask her event you right, know what kind of person are you yeah what, what kind of like audience are you trying to attract and i said and i, I said uh the drunk uh, people that's uh, those are my people right <laughs> the people that accomplish great things that what do they have to do with me you know i can't relate to them the guy that spent like his last week's paycheck to get to the nascar event so he could funnel beers beside his truck i get that guy yeah, you know he's a good that friend of mine guy. actually <laughs> that guy makes sense to me i could spend a weekend with that guy you know dev wilcox i'd probably be very nervous and uncomfortable for the half hour i get with wilcox and then the NASCAR event, I'll probably be lying in a ditch with the uh, <laughs> friends, <laughs> with great friends. Uh, I've known for hours. We're gonna have a great time. It's a no. <laughs> we saw a great uh, show together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyways, that, that's kind of. An, I was really struggling with the decision myself, you know. And I tried to accomplish both, but it turned out that was really impossible. Like I, I couldn't do it. And my daughter listened to the phone call when I when I got the phone call. I had it on speaker. My daughter was in the truck with me. And she gets, uh, she said, I asked her when the, I hung up the phone, I said, what should I do? And she goes, who is this guy? Right? She didn't know David Wilcox, right? Well, you don't expect a 13-year-old to know David Wilcox, yeah, I guess, right? Not even the Bearcat. Eh? Not even the Bearcat. I started naming off songs, and she's like, no, no, don't know him. I'm like, really? I don't, you know, lay him pipe? Yeah, got, my cousin know. Craig was conceived of that one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know it's that? It's a family favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, don't play that song around Uncle Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's construction and lovemaking. And <laughs> yeah, on, it's the here. best of everything, right? Yeah. Carpenter's what dream. Else do you right? need? Oh, hard work and a good piece of ass. He right? hears that song, he just <laughs> has to leave the shop, eh? Berna, let's go. <laughs> the jeans are getting tight, Berna. <laughs> just heard laying pipe. It's time. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> David Wilcox, I said, I struggle with it. I asked my daughter, and she said to me, um, she goes, uh, Dad, it's your family. You know, you're going to go with an old, you're going to talk to an old rock star for a half hour. You're going to spend the weekend with your family that you committed to going on the trip with, you know? And I said, Ah, oh, darn it. You know, I raised her right, but forgot to raise myself. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, you learn a lot Real from good, your, uh, yeah, young I did, woman. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You do a good, I, I find that all the time. My family kids will su- first. surprise me, and then you're like, Oh my gosh, how. I guess we had something to do with it, but uh, I, I got—I didn't learn any of those same lessons I tried to teach yeah. them. You know? Do what I say, not what I do. Yeah, I, yeah. It's nice when your kids can be better people than you are, because that's all you hope for. Right? <laughs> you just He's tell them, listen. It. When you get old enough, you can listen to my old uh, programs, kids. But you—you you do everything the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah <right>? exactly. <laughs> Don't listen to anything I said on that. Daddy's been drinking. <laughs> Daddy's special time. Yeah. This is when I go and do silly things that sometimes people don't understand. Which brings us to our next little our next little um, thing that we need to address. Anyways, charters. I got to finish up with charters. Sure Sorry. you do. Before I move on. It became a, a bit of a conflict uh, to the point where uh, Dave and I, being close friends for years and years and years, uh, Dave said, uh, basically, like, uh, I'm off the show. 
uh, until uh, wow. because uh, he disagreed so wholeheartedly with this. It was, and he's. He, I expect the statement to be made. Impressive. If I know because Dave's the type of guy, I, I don't want to speak for him because I still think that there's a giant hole in nocturnal emissions without Dave Charters. So I was just going to mention. Uh, apparently, I have not been uh, privy to this news. Just have to carry the band by myself again. Yeah. Maybe you know. Maybe later in the show, if we have time. We can maybe see if we can reach out to Dave Charters via telephone okay. and see if we can call him in and get him on and get his side of the story. Well, that maybe the best way here. to do it. Because I, I hope we can work this out because we wrote, we yeah, I, I don't we, know if we will give a little bit of a teaser, a, Mike. A hint. Yeah, it yeah. was a big uh, accomplishment. Well, last, week. last week, we'll tell the audience at home what, what was accomplished just to give them a little, it was the first, the first song ever written by Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah, well, we came together um, over uh, a couple drinks and a good laugh. And we decided uh, we we're going to try to work on a song. We were inspired that night yeah, because it was such a great show and we had such a great time. I don't know if it was a full moon or what, but it, everything was firing all cylinders. Everything was firing and we just hit it at it. Was, it was after the, uh, not the cameras, but the mics were rolling. Dave and I was like, uh, we just hit it off and we wrote our first song. It was an unbelievable feeling. I, I was a I was like a proud papa who sat there watching something he like because I, I threw you guys together as a super group the mm-hmm. best the biggest super group since you never know yeah you know since Asia I believe <laughs> and then uh, you guys came out and uh, you know we you were throwing together and you you both were playing your things you you were like uh, show me what to do show me what to do and that was the first time where I saw two great collaboratives come yeah. together and create genius it was in front special. of my eyes it yeah. was special. And when we can finally unveil this great song, we have to mend this bridges with Dave Charters. Uh, I know. I, I had butterflies in my uh, stomach that night, and now I don't know what to think. Because Where's if that song partner? never, if that song never sees the light of day, if that song never sees, you know, if the audience never gets to hear the greatness which was that song that yeah. we wrote that was written that night, then it's a great travesty. It's a shame. Crying shame. Is it's a crying shame, Craig. It's, it's a cry- shame to the human race for their ears not to be graced with this beautiful melody. Oh, melody, it's so unbelievable. We will reach out. Hopefully, maybe if we have time to show, we can reach out today. But if if we don't have time, d- charters. I mean, we're, we're, we hope we can work this out. These creative differences are going to happen from time to time. But you know, we have to hopefully mend these fences. So we're starting a campaign. If anybody wants to reach out, a rooster two k seven on. Uh, I think yeah. he's on Twitter and he's on. Uh, um, he's got a YouTube channel. YouTube channel. There's a bunch of ways you can get him on Facebook or whatever. You just look for Dave Charters. You, you, you just uh, befriend him and just give him a little shout out. Tell him to come back to the show. You know, we need some support. Dave says he's an important part of the show. Yeah, we need him. Yeah. Nocturnal Emissions needs him. Because yeah. even still, we had this little disagreement. I said, Charters, can I, if you're not going to come in, can I still talk? Like, can we, because uh, he said he's got these tickets uh, for Yuck Yucks and he was going to take his wife and his wife couldn't go. So I said, Dave, uh, why? Um, can I like leave it to the listening audience, you know, to say, uh, we'll find you a date, you Not know, a idea. Not, just a person to take this show, you know, a people, nice, are, a nice evening. Oh, there's yeah. people are great fans of Dave Charters that I get. Apparently. I get, oh uh, yeah. And we had, uh, we had, uh, the uh, honorable listener of the week, Linda Bow last week. I mentioned oh. that she stuck up for Dave thinking he's such a great guy. Thinks he's a sweet Doesn't guy. like the fact that we think we're too tough on him on the show, but Charters, I'll tell you, <laughs> um, he, you know he's got to he's got to come back, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he's got to come back. We'll get him back. I think we'll get him back. So I'm reaching out to you. Get it. So I said, yeah. you want to you want a date? We'll get you a date. You know, and and Charter's like, I don't. I would say no to that. No, it's not good for my professional career oh, or my like or my thing, yeah. or my relationship. You know, he says at this point in my life, he thinks it would be detrimental to both his professional because he's a big wig. Eh? Did you know that about Dave? 
Big Wig? No, I didn't. Is yeah. he? Oh yeah, Big Wig. Oh. He's a really, really, really high, highly respected in his field. He's really high up there. So the reputation that he gets from this program is very detrimental to his oh, uh, professional oh, career. Yeah. yeah, it's a fine line. Yeah. He so he's on. and he uh, and he doesn't want to offend his wife. No, I'm I'm saying why would it be a, offensive to your wife? You take a listener, a great fan of Dave Charters. You bring her to bring the person. I would assume it'd be a woman, but it could be a man. You line them up. They're not going to have uh, any sort of <laughs> sexual relations. Charles isn't going to like uh, uh, betray his wife and family. No, of course not. Over going to a yuck yuck show, all of a sudden they'll be overcome, and Charles is going to start boning her at the comedy show. That's not going to happen. The most that's going to happen is that Dave's in his like after Lent feast already. He's been eating pretty much straight since uh, Easter, <laughs> and he, he might be growing a little bit bigger in his seat, and his thigh might rub against the person. That's about as as, as intimate as it's going to get. You know, okay. <laughs> no one's going to bang anybody, Dave. You know, I don't know where he's going. He thinks all of a sudden you bring a person to a a nice comedy show <laughs> and get hot and heavy. But you're going <laughs> to. You're gonna get like favors in the parking lot. I don't know what he's thinking. You, you know? get heckled into a blowjob, or I don't know. He's like obviously Dave's skills are beyond what my comprehension. You know, yeah, maybe he's that much of a lazy. Maybe he's got the Musk. Oh, he's got Polish the musk. secret formula of the Musk. You <laughs> might have stole the Musk. Paul, we have not introduced our bartender Paul Van Dyke, and last week too, I think we kind of almost ignored you there. You'd still help us out with drinks, but I think uh, we didn't give you a proper introduction, Paul. This week we got a nice shot in front of us. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not a nice one. I haven't been good yet. This no, we were, we've missed one, a few. You got to know what this one What's is? What's this one called, Polly? This is just uh, the cherry whiskey and some Coke. Oh, uh, cherry whiskey? Yeah, it's like a... Ah, cheers. Cherry it's Coke, cheers. Mmm. Dead air is oh. is delicious. Oh. Yeah. That would be oh, a... that was very sweet. What's that then? Yeah, it's a... The Dutch like the sweets, eh? Splitter. I'll tell you, uh, that's a that would be a real nice shot for uh, my mother. Shout out, Francis Bull loves the cherry whiskey. Oh yeah, it's good. The cherry whiskey was the first booze we were ever allowed to drink as children. I remember yeah. I, when I was yeah, a, exactly when I was sure. child labor and uh, working like as a 10, 11 year old in the strip room, like stripping tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is always funny when you try to explain that to people who don't grow up in the tobacco <laughs> industry that you worked in the strip room and my sister was a hoer. Yeah, right. <laughs> we hoe and we strip. <laughs> and we work when we're 10 years old. Yeah, and we work when we're 10 years old, yeah. And so w I was like 11, I remember, grade 7 or something like that, and I would take off sticks or whatever and then or unload the bins or whatever. And yeah. then uh, at the end, the harvest party, you'd go to the harvest party and you get to pour a drink you know, with everyone else was drinking, so you get to have one drink, and it would be a cherry whiskey and ginger ale or something like that. Yeah. Do you remember that? Did you? Was oh, yeah. it, do you remember? <laughs> it was always the, the starter booze that yeah. you you could ease like into, a, like a quarter glass of it. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. so you would celebrate too. Yeah, yeah. German hall for a wedding. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, just yeah. try some, eh? Yeah, let your whistle. Yeah, that, that's cons I don't know. The people who get their nuts in and out about something like that, I just don't get them. Yeah. You know, like, what, yeah. What, what's the problem? It's going to happen. Even in a lot of countries, it's not just, and everyone always mentions the European countries and how, oh, you can drink wine with dinner from a young age or whatever. You go to those countries. Mm, Portuguese. But yeah, and I think there's nothing really wrong with it. Uh, if you if you grow up and it's not a big deal, you won't make a big deal of it, right? Yeah. But uh um, it's where you get pissed every day at dinner. I don't know why you got to do that. Yeah. You know? that. That one I don't get. Yeah. Even my wife, she comes from a, she came from a family where they had wine with dinner, you know, like, and when we got married, we, uh, we lived together and we started making dinner and they would be like, uh, you know, she'd be drinking wine and then, uh, Oh, 
she she'd be drinking wine and and I'd be like, uh, it's Monday. What are you drinking wine yeah, for? Yeah, why are we getting into this? And then she goes, Am I getting lucky? It's dinner time. It's dinner time, right? And I'm like, oh well, uh, every night you just drink the wine. Like I didn't, I we just didn't grow up that way. I didn't know. No, what what'd that. you guys have? We had a nice thick glass of milk. Glass of milk. <laughs> yeah. We probably and we a, we in our family in the Bo family we drink it real fast too. <laughs> it was like a, a milk drinking like a contest. Race. You, any of us, it's crazy. And my some of my sister's kids are like that too. I went to this. Milk. Oh yeah. I, when I was a kid, I went to this basketball camp with a dairy farmer, and uh, he he always drank the unpasteurized milk and from the like from the barn, and then uh, he went to this camp and they gave you the two percent pasteurized milk oh, in yeah. the plastic bag. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He every day for breakfast he would drink like two bags of it because he was wow. like he never tasted he never got he <laughs> didn't taste like milk he didn't taste like what he knew as milk right so holy he just, moly the guy just pounded it today. did he like shit himself after that or what <laughs> that's know. not good for the stomach just you, you can, like instantly you can see like a lot of those I don't know like in my opinion a lot of those dairy farmer like you see they're a little thicker yeah well, I think yeah, when well, you grow yeah. up on that much milk it's a you, solid build eh? yeah you get a nice thick thick uh, base it's like yeah. A, yeah a nice torso yeah you're gonna pl- you're building some plow pullers <laughs> oh, with, yeah. with a lot of milk like that if you're yeah. feeding that much milk <laughs> yeah I always say it like I'm getting shit about it but it's like uh you know, and I used to work in the in uh, you know an industry where we lent to farmers, and most of them were dairy farmers. The big money ones were at least. And uh, I would always, I'm always of the opinion I'm not a cow. I'm a human being, right? <laughs> if you're giving me breast milk from a woman, a real woman, then I will drink it. Right. Right. But because I'm a human, I'll drink human milk. But if I'm, but I'm not a cow. It's ridiculous. I'm not gonna drink a cow's milk. This makes sense. Am I supposed to drink a cow's milk? I don't think we even did it until they invented uh, pasteurization. Yeah. You know, like before that, everyone, no one drank it. It was unfit for consumption. Yeah. But then now we all uh, think of it as like, uh, you can't think of another way around it. We, I fed it to my children right. too. You know? So that's what I was going to ask. Is is that what you do now? Is that what you guys had or is that what you do now? Or do you still do the wine thing? Like you're talking like is that oh, you and Jane wine still? Right. That's a good question, Mike. Because when I was when we when we got married, I was in my track where you know you're like I wanted to like you go to work, you got to make money, I got to get out of this shitty apartment in the ghetto and, right. in uh, K- Kitchener where I lived, and I got to like uh, you know like try to I was just about I was like head down work, you know you got to so to me it was like I, there's no time for drinking, you right? Know, it's work. What time. are we doing here? You know, and then so but now I'm an older man. And have uh, a little means, and I realize, and I'm even with my wife. You know, if she comes home and has a glass of wine, she deserves a fucking glass of wine. Oh, yeah, no question. You know, no question. There's a, if she wants to have two, she can have two. If she wants to have a bottle and a half, she Go has ahead. a bottle. Like I don't, yeah. she deserves everything she gets. You know, like yeah. I, I, and you need something to unwind with. You know, sure. whatever your vice is, whatever your little, whatever tickles your fancy. Like I don't have a problem with it. I understand the demands of life wear at you. And I see young families. I live in a neighborhood here where there's young families all around me. And you see them like at that earlier stage of life where they're head down still. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to come visit the Dutch Hall in a couple of years. Soon you know? enough. Yeah. You'll be here soon enough. You're right now, around. right now, take care of your you're kids. You're busy. Yeah, you're busy. <laughs> yeah. But eventually, you're going to want to, you're going to need to get out of that house. <laughs> 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 Just need a break. Something's going to, something's going to. So that's what, and that's what this is, right? Yeah. We should get, uh, we should, um, before we introduce our great guests that are here, you've been very quiet back there. Very nice, very nice and polite <laughs> guests. Yeah. That's what I can say about these Dutch people is that they're very polite. They eh? are very polite. Yeah. Yes. And I gotta, I gotta apologize in advance to, to our Dutch guests um, that uh, if I, 
uh, adopt the Dutch accent from time to time. It's just a it's just a habit of mine. I just it's like it's, I get a kick out of it, and you and uh, it's I'm like Madonna, you know. She goes <laughs> goes away to England for a weekend, she comes back talking about the tube and the telly and shit like that. <laughs> it just happens when you get around them. Yeah. yeah. So very polite people. Very quiet. Yes, very quiet. And man, get them on the mic here soon to, enough. You might have to wake them up over yeah, there. Yeah. Anyways, what we should do before we get into that is talk about feedback. We got feedback because it leads us into our Dutch people. Oh, so. okay. We got feedback. Feedback. Welcome to feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's feedback. We got feedback is brought to you by our good friends at VG Meats. Uh, there's a coupon that's supposed to be on that website, but it's that is uh, you can print off and bring into either of the VG locations at Simcoe or Stony Creek, and you get a deal on. Uh, uh, you can use the deal to get some great quality products, and a little bit of the proceeds will come back to help Life in the Dutch Hall. Also, you can go on the Life in the Dutch Hall website, lifeinthedutchhall.com, and click on our Amazon links. Or any of the links that we have in the side, and uh, you can do any of your shopping, and some of those proceeds will come back to life from Dutch Hall if you go to my website first and click the links. And I should be getting a check sometime for that. And uh, but but I have <laughs> coming it, yeah. in hot. Yeah. Well, this last week's show it inspired a quite a bit of feedback. Did we, it? I was really surprised at the amount of feedback we got from all over the world about uh, oh, some gosh. of the things that that occurred. The hot topic on last week's episode, uh, which was called uh, Hicks versus Sidiots. Right. Um, the hot topic was the fuck uh, the fuckholsh. Oh, yes, I, the fuckholsh. The fuckholsh. Oh, and I have to bring up the fuckholsh, and I have to say it correctly. It's the fuckholsh. The fuckholsh. Right? The fuckholsh. You hear that? Yes. Yes. Everyone is yes. quoting it as the uh, fuckholes. <laughs> The fuck holes. It's just ridiculous. Which, uh, which is uh, which is the way I did say it a couple times. Well, it's you, hard. If you go to the tail of the tape, I believe I did say that. That was my ignorance, not understanding the culture. It happens. And not understanding the language very well. That I, I may, may mispronounced it. It's oh. the fuck holes, right? Which I, I come to look up in the, the Dutch English. Uh, you know what it's translated to? No, what is it, Pete? Oh, uh, the fuck holes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, so it oh. is the fuck holes. <laughs> it's fuck holes. I can see, I can see the confusion. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to offend anyone. So, <laughs> anyways, the the fuckholes were fuckholes was a very hot topic of conversation in our feedback. Uh, good and bad, both sides of the spectrum. Really, a split audience <laughs> okay. on the fuckholes issue. Uh, some of which was very demoralizing to me because I really en- enjoyed the discovery of such a great uh, a thing that happens in our world. You know, like yeah, this thing a, exists. It's unbelievable. It's part of my heritage. You know, part of my. Yeah. Uh, my 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 my, uh, my breeding, you yeah. know, like I have some of the musk within me. It burns deep. Yeah, <laughs> we can't help it. It's we can't help from. it. We're from Brabant. Yeah. Go I, figure. I, we're from North Brabant. Yeah, and, and no, my brother got more of the Brabant than I did. I know it, oh, like yes. genetically. Yes, he did. You know, I was more. I had more Hungarian stuff. I smell more garlic. I imagine, right? <laughs> Pork product. Paul is like the cabbage. Cabbage is like the. Uh, I don't know the like the what's the guy in the Matrix like the chosen one. Yeah, he got all yeah, the musk. Yeah. He got, got all the musk in the Van Dyke family. Went to my Neo. brother. He's Neo of the Brobant musk. <laughs> yeah. He is. Now, now the main thing I think that the feedback is coming from about the people who are against the haters, if you will, of the of the uh, uh, Fakolsh, uh, they were more. They didn't understand. It came from a place of not understanding what was talking about. So I think it's it's imperative that we have to explain the uh, the history and how we came upon this Just better. Sense, yes. And I got to tell you, I, I, I heard about it like I do a lot of things on this show peripherally. Like I just kind of read a little bit about it. You find out a little bit about it. 
and then you kind of fill in the blanks with a bunch of bullshit because you right. don't, you know, you're, yeah, you're, right. so, you assume things well, like yeah. any other story. Yeah. 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 So I got a lot of people that were like, that called me out on my bullshit on that stuff. I made some mistakes in the way I described the, the apparently it's a, it's a more of a secret, uh, society. Oh, it's a, it's not a, it's not a well-known thing. It's not something you broadcast. No, it's not something that you go out and, and tell the world on a podcast about the fuck well, shit. Well, we didn't know. It's a more of a, uh, you know, got under the, you know, the call, you know, keep yeah. it, maybe our, our, my guests can speak to it later, but so some of the people were offended that I even brought it up, that I even like made it an issue. Right. And, and, and they think we're painting it in a picture that's not appropriate. <laughs> and some, and some people think that it's, it's just stupid and they don't understand it. Right. So to those people, we hope that we can explain in great detail the, the history of the fuck Holsh. And I probably will wait till I interview my guest in order yeah, to do so because he might have some insight yeah. for us but i promise hopefully help out at least but for the so anyways because i got so much of the feedback of people uh this week who didn't understand the concept of uh that or that part of the show i was really getting beat up i wasn't didn't know what we we're gonna be doing this week you know i had Eve van dyke coming in i wanted to address the issue again on the fuck Holsh because it's an interesting thing for me it's something that i've caused you know, a lot of my thinking on, I, I never knew this stuff existed, <laughs> yeah, you know? It's, it's crazy. I didn't know I had the musk within me. I didn't know that the, that these, that these fuck holes existed. existed. Yeah. Right. So it's very curious to me. So I was like, um, I need to, I want to talk about it again this week. Of course you do. And, uh, everyone says it was garbage and they didn't understand it. And so I'm like, uh, I don't understand that at all. It seems to me to be a great topic of conversation. And so then I got this piece of feedback from uh, a listener who I'm going to name our listener of the week this week. Okay. It's our listener of the week. It's Chris Graham. Chris Graham is our listener of the week. Chris. It's here for Chris Graham. Boy, Chris. Now, now Chris Graham is, uh, he sent me an email and this is a guy, he's, he, he works at uh, my, one of my former employer, like one of my former employers. He works there currently. And uh, he did work with me for a period of time. This was his, uh, I don't think we ever worked directly together, but we worked the same company, so I met him at the things, right? And he goes, hey, Pete, is this the right email address? I don't have any of that Facebook or Twitter or any of that tech stuff, so I'm trying to remember your email address. <laughs> I just listened to Hicks versus City. It's, that has to be some of your best work since How to Quit Your Job Part 1. Oh, really? Yes, oh, hey. yes. Highly uh, rated. And now, this guy's a, a professional, so he did not use a swear word. He used a bunch of symbols to signify the oh, swears. So I want to I want to be clear. This is a man of character. I'm not trying. I'm, I'm trying to give him a bad reputation or anything. He goes, "Oh, the fuck holes." <laughs> dot dot dot. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Let's give him another round of applause. Yes. Hilarious. That's bold. <clears throat> so there are people that love the fuck holes. So so. <laughs> I've been listening for a while and I finally got off my ass to write you. Actually, no, I didn't. I'm sitting at my desk and using a dictaphone to send this. The podcast makes my hour long drive to work kind of like hanging out on the porch of Cleveland's house at 2 a.m., which was a place we used to go uh, for once a year. There was like a conference that they sent us up to Cleveland's house in the Muskokas or whatever. All right. And at late at night, the people that are still drinking used to shoot the breeze, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's what uh, this guy uh, thinks the show reminds him of. Um, he goes, it makes my drive to work, um, it makes it easier to drive to work to eat more dot, dot, dot sandwiches. I think in the dot, 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 he wants to say shit. I would assume shit. Would assume. Shit sandwiches, right? Because that's what you have to eat there. I know because I work there. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
tastes very good. And then he says, you're on to something with this podcast. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's something. He goes, beet salad and pineapple juice? I didn't see that coming, which I thought that was a throwaway story. I didn't think that was a big story. Beet, beet salad, salad and yeah, pineapple I juice. I think that if you normally, a guy gets drunk, he would go out the next day, he's feeling like hungover and like crap. He'd go If he's going to go out and eat somewhere, he's going to eat like sloppy, yeah, the greasy yeah. breakfast, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, like uh, or like you know, bacon and eggs yeah, or like yeah, something breakfast. that's gonna sop up your booze, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Not beet salad and pineapple juice. So I think the real men out there was probably surprised that I ordered the beet salad and pineapple juice. Not to me, Pete. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Paul's like, yeah, that's exactly what he would order. He's a house one. Yeah. <laughs> He's the house Can I have one. the hungry man? <laughs> yeah. Standard yeah. issue. I don't know what this guy's eating. And he says, keep up, <laughs> keep up the good work. I don't know how to use PayPal, so one of these days I'll send you 20 bucks uh, in the mail to, uh, to buy in as a shareholder, uh, Chris. So thank you, Chris. He's going to be a shareholder that, someday. Chris? <laughs> hey, yeah. Shareholder 20 big someday. ones. 20 big ones. I, I, I wrote him back a message just telling him to, write it, to, to drive it off. You know, whatever you do, drive it off. That's because when you – this is you shouldn't say. But, you know, if you're like – if you ever had an expense that you'd incur – and you're like, uh, I don't really want to pay for this, but I have to incur this expense. You just made up kilometers on your expense claim. That way, you would drive, drive it off, right? So yeah. you'd like add a few miles onto your expense <laughs> claim. You know, I used, ev- everyone had techniques. I had a guy that I worked. Oh, sorry. Before I say this, I should probably do. Um... Ah, nice it's jingle. time for another banker story with Pete. We got to use that one. I knew because I had a guy I used to work with or that uh, is giving feedback. I'd have to have a banker story or two. And then I forgot what it was. I <laughs> <laughs> well, used to work with them. I used to work with them. <laughs> he said that I, had, I do have a different story. It wasn't the one that I was thinking of with this one. But when we were in uh, Cleveland's house, when he talked about that, I remember one time a share, principal shareholder of this program. I won't name any names, but he's a principal shareholder of this program. He, he started work a year after me, and we got to this conference. There was a bunch of guys that were new guys that were working there, and and uh, they were up late with us yeah. on the deck or whatever. And uh, we are we have been drinking for a while, so it was late. You know, we were quite into it. This principal shareholder of the show comes over and says, uh, none of you fuckers would have your job if it wasn't for this man, Pete Van Dyke, right here. Right? <laughs> All you guys should uh, come up and shake his hand because before they hired this motherfucker right here, he goes, they only hired people that were smart and had character <laughs> and knew what they were doing. And then they hired this bumblefuck and then, <laughs> and now they'll let anybody in. They let all you jackasses in. So like shake this man's hand, right? Like, <laughs> and I guess, yeah, it was a real compliment. It was a real compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sitting there eating the, eating shit, and then these kids are coming up and shaking my hand, you know? Like, I'm like, I don't need a handshake or getting made to look like a dickhead, right? right. So um, this one guy, Chris Graham, listener of the week, uh, our shareholder says to him, uh, shake his hand, shake Pete's hand. And uh, he says, I'm not, shaking his, I'm not shaking his fucking hand. I'm not shaking anyone's fucking hand, you know? Like, he's saying like that. And I'm like, you don't, you don't have to shake my hand. Like, I don't want, I don't want a handshake. I don't care. You know, like it's, this is stupid. Like, don't shake my hand. I like you more now because you don't want to shake my hand because it shows that you got some balls. Like, you, you know, this is stupid, right? And then, uh, so I, I, uh, I liked him. Actually, a year later, I saw him at the conference again. I took, I didn't see him in the meantime. 
And I said, remember last year? Like I, I like we were hitting it off the one night, and then he said, like I said, Merle, I thought you didn't like me because last year you said that thing, and you wouldn't shake my hand, and he said, uh, what? I did what? You know? He goes, I don't remember any of that shit, Pete. You, you, you thought that for a year? <laughs> He's like, I feel terrible, you know. I, I didn't know that. I, I don't remember that thing at all. I don't remember the conversation in the least. I was blackout drunk. <laughs> first conference eh we used to always watch the kids that would, it would be their first i was one of them too i remember first conference eh? like everyone goes balls out you know they're always the ones dancing at the end with, yeah. with everybody and they get way too shit can and then you see them the next day come into the meeting with, they still gotta do the work you Lock know of shame and they just like uh look like crap we used to count how many guys would like sneak off to the bathroom just oh, to yeah. like put water in their face or puke in the sink or something you know because they felt like crap that's great yeah, I had one guy, again, this principal shareholder of the show, I won't name his name, but he went, he, we were at a conference one time in a room with him, and uh, we were up till like, uh, probably like five, and we got up at six for the day of work, right? Yeah. It was one of those things, like an hour of sleep. So you wake up, you're, you're, you feel a crap, like terrible, like it's your body's shaking and oh, stuff, yeah. you don't yeah. want to do anything. Oh, yeah. the old shakes. Yeah. And he the makes me a nice stuff. Caesar, he makes me a nice Caesar. You know, like uh, two of them. He Beautiful. just brewed up two. He could hear me doing my morning, like, horking in the shower where, where he thinks <laughs> I'm dying. Puking. Yeah. And he's like, are you okay in there? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. This is what I do every morning. It sounds like I'm dying, but that's just what I do. And then uh, he's like, I'll fix you up. I'll fix you up. No problem. So he mixes a couple of real stiff Caesars for breakfast. We drink those. We go into the meeting just walking on a cloud. Feeling good. Walking on a cloud. This is going to be a breeze, right? <laughs> Until like 10.30 rolls around yeah. and that, that Caesar wears off and you're in holy hangover city. <laughs> <laughs> and the day is long. A, oh, oh, man, that wall hits, eh? <laughs> yeah, the day is long. Oh. Oh. I visit the bathroom. I think I might have broke the record that day for visiting the bathroom. Just, sweats. Yeah, just oh, one yeah. of the things like, I don't think I could do this anymore. Sit in one spot like this and just feel terrible. Like, holy crap, it's awful. Anyhow. Can't they just get us couches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can still hear him with my eyes right, closed. Like, it'll be fine. I'm sure if... just I, listening. Yeah. yeah. It's just a... Anyhow. So we got that done. The only guy we haven't done here... Thank you to Chris Graham again, but the only guy we haven't done here is our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. Oh, I love that word. <laughs> All right. We nailed that one again. Haitian Dwarf. For those of you that are new to the program and don't know our good friend, the Haitian Dwarf, he's been our oldest and dearest listener. He's been with us from the beginning, providing feedback almost every week. And this week is no exception. And this week's feedback from the Haitian Dwarf on iTunes is uh, five stars. Five stars, All episode right. 69. All right. Five stars. And uh, he says, And here I thought the Fuckholsch was a brand of Belgian beer. <laughs> Nice job this week. You and the boys totally captured the dichotomy of rural versus urban lifestyles. I wonder which way the chic hangs. I don't know what that means, which way the chic hangs, but I think if it's rural versus urban, I think he lives more of a suburban life in uh, uh, Georgia. So uh, if that helps you, the Iron Chic, I think that might help. So uh, that's it for the... Uh, the other thing, too, with the... Uh, what is the chic? We, you know what? I should that? probably ask the chic, right? The chic, which way do you hang? 
The, the I, fuck oh my goodness, oh, Sheikah! I don't know if you know the, that uh, Dave walked off the show. Uh, Dave Charters, you've been uh, always in some sort of conflict with Dave, but he walked off the show. He's not. He's not here this week. Do you have anything you would like to say to him um, at all? Oh my goodness, what happened? Rooster Dave, whatever your fucking name is, I want to let you know everybody is here and you didn't make it. I don't know for what reason. You are young, intelligent man. Uh, Otherwise, don't be lazy and dumb son of a bitch. Go fuck yourself. Oh, geez, Sheik, you know, I I think you nailed it. I think you really hit it, uh, the nail on the head there, Sheik. So thank you for that. And I I, I appreciate uh, you, you helping us out with Dave. Oh, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Sheik. Thank you, Sheik. And he's actually been quite quiet here. I think it's because of all the Dutch people in the room, which we should probably get around to introducing. Yeah, Uh, they are are a good-looking bunch. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, let's do it. Without further ado, what I'd like to do is introduce our great guest. I'm really happy to have him in. He's a legend because of this uh, episode, Tinder Church and Hockey. We're very lucky to have him in. He's uh, an immigrant to Canada from the great country of the Netherlands or Holland. Yes, yes. And uh, we have him in here today, Ease Van Dyke. Let's hear it for Ease Van Dyke. Yes, yes, yes. Eves, uh, I'm so happy to have you in on the program. We were you you created quite a stir when we, when we created the the Tinder account for you a few uh, it must have been right after Christmas, right? Yes, I uh, took a picture of my cook. <laughs> took a picture of your cook in the. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I do adopt the accent. I hope you don't mind, but That's no problem. <laughs> but the uh, you it was in a nice bulge in your jeans. Yes, you, yes. You, you wear a nice, nice tight jeans. I see. Even today, you mm. came in, and when you, I have to admit, I'm, I mean, I hope you don't take it the wrong way. Uh, you know, I know there's language barriers and cultural differences, but when you came in, I noticed that you were supporting the same tight fitting jean that you use in that photo, eh? Yes, it's a Wrangler. Rang- always a wrangler? Do you find that? Yes, uh, they see to fit tight on my uh, bottom, on the torso. Do they have wranglers in Holland? Yes, yes, very popular. <laughs> very popular. We very were popular. the wranglers before. In the ni- United States, they were the wranglers, the cowboys. <laughs> the cowboys wear it, and then that's why you, then you, f- you find that you adopt that uh, culture, like when you, the Western culture was alluring for you in Holland? No, the cowboys, they adapted our culture. Oh yes. When we come, they they always are about three or four years behind our uh, music, our style. Oh, did you ever see a cowboy wearing a wooden cowboy boots? Nay, 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 nay. They do not have the water problems as we do in Holland. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. The Dutch have always been fighting the sea. They've always been fighting the sea. That most yeah. most of your country is below sea level. Very beautiful near the water and the canals. Some of the greatest feats of engineering have been uh, in the world have been by the Dutch to be able to fight back the great big seabed and reclaim land and, and do all these great things like marvels in engineering. What yes, the Dutch have yes, done, very smart people. <laughs> the very they are. They say the Dutch are not very good at inventing things, but they're good at, perf- at like improving things. Yes, we uh, we can build when we see the vision. We can build upon it and all become one to accomplish great feats. That's right. The country itself is very small, but it's an economic power. And even if you look back at uh, Holland in the like the days of uh, the 1800s and 1700s, even when like the days of the great ships, like when the explorers were exploring. Well, I guess it'd be even earlier. Like, ah, yes, the ships. Oh, yes, the great ships. The Dutch were the first to be able to mass produce big ships because they used like windmills. 
I, I watched this today yeah. in my research. Oh, yes. Very, yeah. very intelligent. Yeah. Because they use wind power and they could, they use it to saw wood so they could make big, the big planks that make the big ships. So they built a whole bunch of big ships more than anyone else and they sailed them all around the world. And that's how a little tiny country like Holland could take over. Like they were, they got New Zealand and uh, in, Indonesia and, you know, uh, all they, they 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 were big in Asia, you know. I have seen you have uh, done your research. <laughs> I do a lot of research for the show, Eves, and that's why I, I hope uh, I I hope to uh, be true to the, the culture of Holland, the great country. But when I what I learned last week is that I sometimes speak with not knowing exactly what it is because I'm only learning little bits and stuff from the internet and hearsay. But uh, last week we we uh, stumbled upon the uh, the fuck the fuckholsch. Oh, the fuckholsch. Are you aware of those? Oh, I have been to the Fakos. You have been to the Fakos? Well, Peter, my uh, cousin, you know, we are from the Nord-Brabant. Of course, you and I have the connection. Yes, Nord- uh, it runs deep in my uh, in my blood. Yes, it runs in our loins. <laughs> yes. So, what have the stories have you heard of the Fakos? I would like to know. Maybe I can help you out with the Fakos. Well, this will help out our audience at home that are confused by the, the, all the talk that we do of the Fakolsh. And the, but what I heard was in North Brabant, there is a certain uh, smell that wafts off the, especially the male population in North Brabant. Yes, right? this is correct. This is correct. The Very musk. Correct. Yes, now, is musk. this musk a, a cologne that you put on your skin? Like, is it a product that you buy that you, or is it something that occurs naturally within the, the citizens of that region? Well, being uh, from North Brabant, uh, we are very lucky to carry the musk naturally in our smell and our taste and the texture of the way we act as beings. We, uh, we put off a musk, apparently, that is uh, a beautiful smell when the winds head to the uh, south or the north of Belgium. In the north of Belgium, this is where. So, just to paraphrase, in case people were lost in the accent or whatever, the 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 the, the people of North Brabant exude a certain pheromone or something within their DNA that it uh, creates a smell that's alluring to uh, the opposite sex. Yes, uh, your your brother uh, Palcha. Yeah, Palcha. Yes, yeah. yes, he uh, comes off to me when I come into the room. I smell the musk, yeah. a natural musk. Yes, I'm only I'm only half Dutch myself, Eves. Uh, my brother as well. We're also half Hungarian. I believe all of the musk from the uh, the went to my brother Paul, and, it, and I've noticed that even since an early age that Paul had the musk, and that uh, he was able to. Women were just drawn to him. And yes, was, yes, yes. I can smell it from here. His appearance is uh, <laughs> his appearance is is uh, is uh, is hideous. Like, wh- how you would uh, try to attract women with the, his looks. Is, yes, but with musk. Oof. But with musk. Right? <laughs> with musk, it uh, it does it uh, does. Uh, make you so. How come in Brabant? Yes, you know? it's especially Brabant. Brabant. But, but it the, is all Brabant. But the women in Brabant, the women in Brabant. Yes, yes. yes. They are immune to the musk, or like they are not as affected by it. Well, or how does it work? Well, Peter, let me tell you about the women in Brabant. Most of women in Brabant have come from the northern Belgium. <laughs> we have met. In the Fakos, I can go back in my family tree. <laughs> yes, my grandpa Steen van Dijk. And uh, yes, he uh, he had sex, obviously, in the Fakos. He met my mother, Rita. And uh, he, uh, they gave birth to my father, Thomas van Dijk. <laughs> Thomas. They met in the Fakos back in the old days when you could see the Fakos. Now, the Fakos, they have been grassed over 
So some people do not know that the fuckholes are around. They're like a hidden society now. Yes, yes, yes. Some <laughs> some, some uh, think that it's like the Hobbit hole from the movie uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes, I know that one. Yeah. It's a little bit hidden in a hill. That's where the fuckholes are. Present day fuckholes. Back in the f- back in the day, in the fuckholes, you could see you go just head for the fuckholes. <laughs> so a lot of the women from the North Brabant, they are actually from Belgium. My cousin Rika <laughs> gave birth to triplets in the after th- after two weeks in the fuckholes. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks she spent at the fuck horse. And she got had a baby two weeks later? It, no, no, it, it no, accelerates? no, no. It No, no. No accelerations. Nine, nine. No, no. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> she gave birth to triplets. She spent two weeks in the fuck horse. Nine months later, triplets. Oh, nine months later. But the Brabant musk not only is the smell of lust, but also procreating. Right. Is it true that all three of those children were a different race? Yes. <laughs> like a litter of, a litter of puppies. I wish you would never brought that up. Well, what are you talking about? One of them looks a lot like um, like Memphis or whatever. <laughs> Memphis the pie. He looks a lot like Memphis the pie. Yes. Yes, a bit of a rota. Yeah. One looks Indonesian. And then one... Also a little rota. One looks like North Friesland. Yes. Also, you know who that one that looks like North Frisian? <laughs> he looked like my friend who I have brought with me today. I've not introduced him. Oh, really? Yeah, the blonde guy can, over can there? Can we bring him over? Yeah, bring this guy yes. over. Yeah, Let's bring him over. Hey, we, uh, what is, what, what's your name, man? What's your name? Hello, I'm Ipa Kistra. from Frisian. You sound a lot like Eves. You sound oh. a little bit like Eves, but you a little... Where are you from? North Frisland? Frisland. Are you a, a dairy farmer up there? Lots of dairy up there? Yes. Take holes for water. It's your silt beds. Oh, silt beds. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, did well, while we're at it, why don't we introduce uh, this other fellow? He he's a uh, he's not Dutchman. I understand he's not a Dutchman at all. It's your uh, he's a friend that you met since you moved to Canada. McCready. Oh yes, McCready. What is he? He's, a, he's an Irishman. I understand. Yes, yes, Nick. Fucking McCready. Oh, good. You got on the mic there. Come yeah. on in, Mick, oh, Nick. Nick McCready. Is it Nick McCready? Mick. Oh, Mick, Mick McCready. Get it right, fuck. <laughs> well, Mick McCready, I want to tell you that the North Brabanters. Do you can tell me if I'm right, Eves? Is yes, we're yes. like the we're they're like the Irish of the of Holland. Yes, oh yes, Mick. He loves to drink. He loves to drink. We have the pickled herring. Oh. You drink and you and you fight and you maybe say a couple of off-color remarks. You know, in North Brabant, we're considered to be kind of like maybe the. Uh, I would say the more regular, everyday man, you know, not the uh, one that are entrenched in the... Um, you act like a bunch of pussies is what you act like. Or Catholic, right? Just like the Irish, right? You act like a pussy is right. Yeah, you got well, to North- drink a bunch of whiskey and get mad and punch your best friend in the face. Uh, That's what you nay, do. Nay, one nay, thing nay. that you don't produce in Ireland is musk. I know that. You're not known for your musk, eh? More potatoes. Is that true? More potatoes and the smell of whiskey on your breath. The only musk I make is mashing potatoes, Peter. Yeah. With my penis, I get in there. <laughs> you mash it right with your penis. That's a shock. This is an Irish tradition. Is that how you make the good mashed potatoes? No, I'm talking about the girls' pants. You get in there with. Oh, that's like what you that call potato mashed potato garden. That's what that is. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. You guys are a couple of. You're a real pair of old friends, eh? You yes, know. I met uh, Mick over a couple of drinks. Now, have you ever been to Holland, Mick? 
just to visit all the Eves there and uh, and his cousin. The guy creeps me out a little bit. There, he's yes, pale. he's pale as a shuttle. <laughs> Did you ever go down to the Fuckles with the Eves? I've only heard about Fuckles and I kind of want to check it out. Yeah, they... Never been yourself, though. No, no. I Anything like that in your home country of Ireland? Did the, the, the musk winds ever blow farther enough north to affect you, uh, the Irish? No, we head down to the uh, to the slums there, and that's where the that's where the that's our kind of fuckholes. That's what we do. You don't even have a you don't even need much uh, encouragement in Ireland to procreate. I think you guys do a good enough job on your own. Is that that's correct? You you Irish have never been short of breeding. You know, like the Dutch, we both breed quite a bit. That's the Catholic yes, roots yes, of, yes, our, of yes, our yes, cultures, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. We believe in leaving it in, leaving it in deep, right? <laughs> leaving it in deep. That's what our two cultures have in common. So it's it's nice that life in the Dutch Hall can bring people from all over the world and merely make them come together. Yes. And from this, and there's a couple more Dutch people in the room, and they're going to be butting from time to time talking about the old fuckholes, right? But yes. I want to tell you one thing, Eves. This is your first Christmas in Canada this year. Yes. Yes. And. Uh, you know, so I want to tell you, there's no Zwarte Piet here. No, no, no Zwarte Piet. For those that don't know, back uh, about this Dutch tradition, yes, there was time. a there was a guy, uh, Santa Claus, Sinterklaas, Sinterklaas, Sinterkroos. He comes across at Christmas time. He delivers gifts to all the boys and girls at home, and for the bad boys and girls, he's got this friend Zwarte Piet. He's, he follows him around. He's carrying a sack of coal. And you put coal in your stocking, right? And because he's carrying around the coal, he's got coal dust all over his face. He's blackened by the coal dust, right? Blackened by the coal dust. Yes. He's a Dutchman, right? Yes, or or what Scandinavian, whatever the whatever Santa Claus is. What, he's up from up in Greenland or North Canada <laughs> yes, or something. North Pole. He's a, he, he might be an Inuit. I think if it was going to be accurate, Santa Claus would probably be more Inuit than anything else, yeah, right? Up there, you would think so. You think, right? You yeah. know, but but in this case, he's always a white man, Santa Claus, and and he has his he has a white guy follow him around, covered in in soot, right? But somewhere over the history of Holland, they started having immigrants from all over the world come in. Some of them being like of African descent, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah, you yes. get down there. And yeah. so all of a sudden they're like, "Why would we cast a white man with coal dust smeared on his face or shoe polish or whatever we want to put on to simulate coal dust? Let's just." Uh, Get this black guy to do it because he's already got the black uh, skin. It's like so we've solved the problem. We don't have to invest in. We can save our money on shoe polish. It just makes sense. (laughs) It's a sound financial decision, right? Yes. (laughs) So over the years, uh, good for the kids. In recent years, this this year in particular, Eves, when you were here in Canada. In your home country, there was quite an outcry against Zwarte Pate. Yes, yes. Saying it was lot of, uh, lot of problems in the news. Yeah, lots of problems in, in the papers and the television. <laughs> the, well, it's not a funny matter, Pate. No, and um, the Dutch felt very strongly about defending Zwarte Pate, that we should yeah. keep him. Zwarte Pate is part of our heritage. But why does he have to be black, is my question. Mm. Yeah, Zwarte. <laughs> Zwarte. <laughs> we have them on the football team. I th- <laughs> Very good at the football, Paris Way. Oh, that's water, my first pie. Water, Paris Way. You like Paris Way versus you know Ajax? Is no, 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 no. Ajax, Paris Way. Oh, yes, Feyenoord, but no, Paris Way. Ajax, aka Alamar, Paris Way. Yes, Sorry, it's okay. It's okay. What? What? Also, so we go from Christmas time. 
you know, you you yes, avoided yes. the controversy as far as Pate, and then but you and then we you you were lonely. We heard we heard you were lonely. You're distant relative. We yes. reached out to you. Yes. We met you. We had a great time. Yes. So we we developed a Times Tinder that Tinder account for you. Yes, the Tinder. Hmm. And uh, now, why would you? Now, you know, the, it does have a tie back to the fuckhole. Sh- uh, why you joined uh, uh, Tinder? Yes, yes. The, uh, the Tinders and the Tinder and the fuckholes are almost one, but uh, in the fuckholes there is a lot more physical attraction. The wind, the musk smell, the North Belgium women. <laughs> in the Tinder, the pictures, the green, sometimes green, sometimes red, sometimes yay, sometimes nay. <laughs> Uh, the Tinder, you never know. There's, you don't have that, uh, how you say uh, in English, uh, the mojo. You c- you can't smell Tinder, can you? Yes, yes. In in uh, in Tinder, the you there's uh there's no uh, the winds don't blow on Tinder. Yes, there's no uh, <laughs> there's no atmosphere. There's no there's no pheromones. You can't no. the full effects of eaves cannot be felt by the women nee. through the internet. Nee. Right. Nay, the internet, uh, when the wind blows in Brabant, you head to the fuckers. Yes, on the, there's no question. Yeah, there's many, a time where, there's many a time where people will just a father and son, you know, man coming of age, you yes. know, where the father turns to the son and says, son, it's time to head for the fuckers. That's for the fuckers. <laughs> the dad takes the son down there. That's, yes. That's what you do. Well, when you see a, the tulip bulbs bulge, my father, Thomas, says to me, yes. We must head to the fuckos. I said, Fasha, what is the fuckos? He took me down to the fuckos. He shows me. He leaves me there for two or three weeks. <laughs> I learned about the fuckos. Long winds, eh? Like the blue winds blew long that year. The wind, it was a good year. So you you really um, you really like came to be a man that year. Yes, yes. Because uh, with those long winds, like it was a perfect storm. It made you the great lover that you are today. Correct. Correct. I tried a gender, it's not even close to the fuckos. You go to the fuckos, <laughs> time of year is right. The fuckos is, is much, much, much better. The Belgian women. Yeah, the, Bel- the North Belgian women. Now, what is the difference between the North Belgian women? Uh, what makes them special? That's, that's a, the ex- excellent question. What, like I was trying to get to earlier, the North Belgian women's and the North Brabant women's in the, uh, in the south of Holland are almost one women because the North Belgian women come up, we meet in the fuckos. And that became North Brabant who built the country. The country is one. Did you know that, Peter? Yes, but you know we also help the Belgians too, right? Oh we helped the Belgians. The, the because of because of the musk, the Belgian actually the Belgian men can also uh visit those same fuckos, oh, right? Yes, the, the fuckos are available to everyone wants to come to the fuckos. <laughs> tell Mick to come to the fuckos. I came down to the fuckos there, yeah. It's not the prostitution though. That's another thing that I think we have to mm. s- clear. It's nay 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 it's not nay nay nay. Like in Holland prostitution is legal, right? Yes, in Amsterdam, I actually even in smaller <laughs> Even in smaller communities, though they have a little red light district yes, in the yes, small yes, community, yes, and but uh, they're more unspoken. <laughs> you ever you ever been to those? Uh, back and dog. <laughs> Once in a while. Back and dog. What do you? I noticed when I went to Amsterdam, we went to the, we went to the red light district. We stayed at a hotel Kabul. It was right in the red light district. It was a very seedy place, so, in, in the middle of all yes, yes. all the the action. 
And we walked the red light district and looked in the different windows. And uh, you notice that it went on different streets. It became a, diff- a different uh, genre. It was like kind of going on your uh, categories on a porn site or something, you know? Every street was like, you'd have like the uh, Asians on one street and the Africans on another. And then, then, then you'd ha- fetish over there. the old ladies in the back, you know, reading a book on a stool, just all sad and fat, you know, wearing negligee. Yeah. And when you get off the beaten path a little bit, it starts to get a little bit more haggard, right? You know, <clears throat> it's like a, it's a real class system there, you know? So do you have a particular, like, uh, did you have a particular like uh, street that you would visit when you were there? Ah, uh, nay, 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 I go to Beck and Dunk, I, I, I hit the street, I get what I can, amusement dyke. <laughs> I uh, am not particular to one woman or another, I love all women. You, you love all, all I sorts? I love all sorts of women, like to try the good ones and the bad. <laughs> Do you notice uh, a particular difference, uh, is it just that people are people, or is it like, is there a particular, uh, you know, um, um, uh, area of the world where they produce better lovers than others. Oh, yes. Latinos are nice heat, I find. <laughs> Latino heat? Yes, very nice. Yeah, what is he like? Just feisty? Feisty? Or? Yes, very feisty in the bed. Uh, very, uh, how you say in English, uh, uh, curves? You know, voluptuous? <laughs> oh, yes, the Latinos. Eves. I also like uh, the skin. He's a bit of a ten. Yes. Uh, uh, hello, I'm uh, I'm I'm here to ask what one question from the Dutch. Uh, yes. I'm the uh, case case to Koopman, eh? Uh, hello, Kish. I come with you, Eves. I'm not. I'm talking to Pete. You you come to uh, I come to this show and to see this Michael Ball, eh? Where's Michael? Which one is it? The the guy with the guitar at the beginning. Yeah. Hello, Case. Hello, it's me. A case. Oh, Kate. How do you say? Case. Ah. Case? Yeah, you know, say my name. You t- sing it in a song yeah. last week. You sing the song about my daughters. You talk about their breasts and their blonde hair. Oh, yeah. That's a, you know, we are not from North Belgium. We're from Brabant, like you. And you talk about my daughters with their breasts and their blonde hair in the song. That's not appropriate. Well, I don't have a, I have a problem with you altogether. I sit here quiet in the back of the room the whole time and then sit here to listen to this man sing the whole time with my daughter's breasts. What's that about? I don't like it. I'll just tell you that one now. And the fuckholes, they're not for everyone. They're for fucking, they're for people that go, that earned the breeze. You come to the fuckholes, you earn the breeze. Your mask made those women like that. You, it's for the Dutchmen. It's not for the Belgians. That's my opinion of that. And to be included as the Belgians, it makes me offended. And that's what I want to say to Michael Bo. You can't sing about that stuff. The fuckholes are for the Dutch. We create the musk, we we get the Belgian women. That's how it works. I believe strongly in that. That's all I want to say. Thank you, Peter. Kish, can I uh, <laughs> apologize on air right now? Because I feel terrible about it. Uh, all I can say is you, you've made beautiful daughters. And I cannot help but uh, make songs. They inspire me. And I'm sorry that if I offended you. You have a beautiful family, and I hope you guys uh, do well. In the rest we of your try life. to tend to our greenhouse. That's all we do. We tend to the greenhouse. We work hard. We do have a nice life. We don't. My daughter's breasts. They grow. It's not of my. It's not of my control. It's like you raise a nice family. To keep it. I accept your apology. I made my. I made my voice heard. That's all I want to know. Thank you. Right. All right. No, we'll no leave it at feelings. that. Let's have a drink over it later. All right. Cheers. 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 
But I want to say my brother's here too. He's not been introduced. He's dumb as a post. It sits well, in the yeah, corner. Who's that? It's closed. It's closed equipment. With a, but he doesn't speak because he's a. His accent's weird. Close the coop. Close the coopman. Oh, the coopman. Yes, the coopman. I said. I said it from the beginning. You sing it in the song last week, and you questioned my name the whole. It's a close the coopman. You case the coopman. You say he's close. <laughs> you got Dumb me. As a post. <laughs> Uh, my good, my goodness! We must go from the fuck holes. The no more about the fuck holes. The people don't like it at home. They don't like all the talk of the and the fuck holes. It's not for the air. It's not for the people. I don't know. We can uh, talk about the the fair lump, the 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 fair lepen. Oh. Eh? The fair lepen. We should talk about the oh, fair lepen. Maybe we should get into that. Well, I'd love to talk about that actually. Oh, hey, Is that Pete. What those crazy fucks do. Yeah, have you ever seen that? It's an international sport now. It was formed in Holland. Yes. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's called fair lapping. Have you ever heard of fair lapping? Yes, fair lapping. Now, fair lapping is not very popular in North Brabant. It's more of a canal sport because it's, it's, it's basically canal. It's called far leaping, and it's a canal jumping. So what these guys do is they'll, they used to do it when because there's canals all over Holland. You had to jump these canals. You didn't want to get your feet wet. So you'd take this post and you'd just stick it into the... Into the pole. yeah, and I go and you kind of pole vault over the over the the canal, and they, they'd be little ditches and stuff like that in your field. Most of the time, it's a short post. Anybody would any farmer would just put their pole in, kind of like swing across the creek or whatever, and you're fine, right? And then they made it into a sport. So now it's to the point where these guys got these monstrous poles that they will they will run. I think the thirty kilometers an hour. Yeah, yes, thirty kilometers. That's what they want to get. They, they, uh, stop speed. Top speed. They're they're hauling ass, right? <laughs> they're hauling ass to this pole. Then they j- leap in the air. Yes. And they leap in the air over the water, grab the pole, and then they climb the pole. They have to climb the pole, and they have about five seconds before, before the pole falls to the ground, where they climb to the top of it. And if they climb to the top, they will land safely on sand on the ground, which they'll hit from incredible heights. Yes, yes. And smash them into the sand. Yes. And uh, yes. And, and they wear the tight fit. <laughs> they were the title of, and the water is cold. Oh, very cold. Very cold. Very cold. You don't want you want to climb the pole because it's very cold. If you do, fall into water, it's very cold. Yes. And when you get up in your tight outfit, you can see that it's very cold by the bolts in your tight outfit. Yes. Sometimes the water is so cold that the women, uh, the women's clitoris is bigger than the man's uh, bulge. Ah, yes. Yes, the, depends on the shape and the size. The shape and the size and the colt. Yes. And the colt. You colt. Is the colt in the water? What the fuck? The, colt. the yes. fuck? Did you know uh, Fer de Kooten? Fer de Kooten is world record holder of fresh lepen. Mm. Yes. Who? Fer de Kooten. The Groot, isn't it? Fer de Kooten. <laughs> Fer. Fer de Kooten. Fer de Kooten. Is the world record holder currently? Yes. Where is he? And you're a fan of his? Nay, 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 nay. Have you ever fair laps? Fair laps? Nay. nay. You don't do it? Yes, that's for the fish hunters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Cas- <laughs> has, has Casper ever done it? Or, I'm sorry, Ca- what's, Casper? <laughs> what's his name? Ipa? Huh. Ipa. Ipa. Have you ever uh, uh, fire lapped? Nay, 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 nay. It's just to take the hole in the Frischland. The wind is blowing straight up to the north. I didn't have to flip them a little bit. 
for those. Hickman <laughs> Hoot. The goal of this show was to make everybody like uh you kind of like you get so far into this thing and you kind of like it's too much that it's like it's not funny anymore. We can't turn and then you keep going until it's funny again. I want people to hate it and then like it again and then hate it, right? Or then like it. Hopefully <laughs> the old fuckholes. You can always now the fuckholes, is it true? Like North Belgium, the predominant spring winds is when the musk is the most ripe. Yes. yes. And uh but like, is there ever a time where the winds would blow in a different direction, where it would have an impact on other cultures, or is it just specific for North Belgium? Sure, had sure, bit hurt. The wind has blown to the east, and uh, traveled into the Hungarian country. Oh, yes, quite a mix. Now, Paul, is it true? This is going back a little bit to feedback, but that uh, our father, who art in Victoria. <laughs> 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 that he 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 was asking you a little bit about the fuckholes uh, this week. Yeah, he was questioning the fuckholes. And what what did he say? What did he? What was his what what was his line of questioning surrounding? I don't understand. Um, I don't. I I think from being from North Brabant, he he was uh, disappointed that he didn't know of these fuckholes. Oh, yeah. Just a matter of curiosity. He was very yeah, like, very curious as to where he, it might was have, he might be booking a trip back to Holland. Then. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Find that. Yeah, he went. He went down with his brothers and sisters, and never a trip. But did, and they went in the spring too. Yeah, you don't take your sister to the fuckholes. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely you would not want to do that. No, you definitely wouldn't want to do that. But that's a that's got to be the great concern too. Is that uh, during the time when these winds are, if you were, I imagine if you were a Belgian uh, a parent, like a father. Yes. And you had a, a young daughter of age, or like of that age, where they should be affected by the winds. That you would be quite protective of that young lady, right? Yes. Yes, the Belgian fathers are not very happy when the fuckholes are open. So I imagine the tourism that ensues during fuckhole season would be like uh, not met with great, by the community with, with, with open arms, you know? That's why the fuckholes are kept underground. That's why it's more secret. Yes. So you don't make Belgian a, fathers. You don't make a spectacle of yourself when you go into town. You go, it's discreet. It's rude. It's rude. Yeah, it's discreet, right? Yes. And you have respect for the women too. The utmost respect. These are become wives. They become like uh, mothers. Brabant. Peter, my cousin, you know what I speak of with the respect for the women from not Brabant. Yes. Not teach them. These are qual- quality what? women. Yes. yes. Of the of the greatest quality, right? Yes. So you, the musk is what brings them, and this is the seediness of this. I think has been uh, been uh, been. Uh, uh, exaggerated. I think I've I've kind of made it seem more seedy than it is. It's quite romantic, really. Yes, yes. It Very was... many love stories out of the fuckos. <laughs> Tata eta omoton met in the fuckos. <laughs> <laughs> Did they really? Yes, beautiful yeah. family, eight children. <laughs> they met in the fuckos. Yes, they met at the fuckos. Beautiful thing. <laughs> many love stories out of the fuckos. Yeah, it's a, it is a beautiful thing, and I'm happy that we were able to bring it to, to attention. And I hope we didn't ruin anything or try to make it seem like it was more seedy than it is. All we wanted to do is bring to light a great thing that actually has brought a lot of great Dutch families together and uh, yes, actually yes. made a lot of uh, young ladies very happy, too. Very uh, very nice ladies and very nice offspring. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Are You say yourself, are you a, a product of the... Of I am a product of the Focos, my father Thomas, and also my grandmother Etta. She gave birth to my father Thomas in the fuckhouse. <laughs> right in, right in there. Yes, 
right in the fuckles. So they have like hidden baby in the fuckles. <laughs> oh my goodness! Do the women stay down there for the full nine months then, or do they just come back at the end? Of, nay, 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 they nay. come back to the scene. Yes, yes. In the end. They're drawn to it. When yes. it the musk. <laughs> the musk. <laughs> they're carrying Brahma within them. It burns deep. <laughs> they are drawn back to the fuckles. <laughs> To have the baby, you head back to the fuckos. <laughs> Only sometimes, special occasion. Right, right. <laughs> well, it's very interesting. I really appreciate you having you in. And have, has your love life worked out in in uh, Canada? Does does the musk have the same effect on the Canadian girls? Yes. When I go to the uh, how you say uh, stag and doe, uh, buck and doe, um, do, uh, do, some yeah. sort of gathering. Yep. Yes, and the musk seems to flow, but on the Tinder, no good on the Tinder. I don't, the wind doesn't blow. No, nay. <laughs> no. Well, I got to thank you very much for coming in, Eve. You've been a great guest. It's been. I, we hope to have you in again. Ah, thank you. Well. I hope. Well, your, I hope your friends are have have had a good time. Ich bin hot. Ich bin hot. It's been a nice. It's been a nice. Uh, a nice event for the people at home that don't understand the fuck holes. Um, I, I'm. I hope we had shed some light to the matter. I hope you can. Uh, can appreciate the, at least the interest that we have in it because it's a very fascinating part of the world that we like to delve into. There's been some now. No, I got to ask you one thing. This is mostly between like Limburg and uh, yes, Limburg and Antwerp. Antwerp and Limburg. You know, is there a difference between the Antwerp and Limburg uh, Fakos, or is there like regions that are better than the others? Or yes, yes. Uh, uh, being from Brabant, I like to frequent the Limburg Fakos. A little more roomy. Little more uh, atmosphere, but the Antwerp they hold their own as well. <laughs> it's like tomato, tomato. It's kind of like yes. picking your favorite kid, right? Yes, uh, very nice there too. A little grittier, they say here in the country. Mm. A little bit. Uh, the girls are a little bit like rougher. Yeah, a little Antwerp? rougher. Yes, yes. And Antwerp, Limburg, oh, very nice. A little smellier in Limburg, like the yes. cheese. Oh, it's ripe. <laughs> but you like that? Oh, oh the musk. The musk and the Limburg the musk cheese the smell. Cheese. <laughs> You make the cheese with the cheese with the musk, and yes. it makes a nice makes for a nice uh, it makes for a nice cocktail of love, is it? Eh? Yes, a nice Limburg musk. <laughs> a nice Limburg musk. Well, that's a great way to end it. Uh, I think that everyone, uh, thank you for anyone that stuck it to the end of the show, and uh, <laughs> we um, we can't wait to see you next week when we come back from Bristol, Tennessee. We're going to mix it up and have a great time. And our goal is to make it better than any Dave Wilcox episode could ever be. But we're still working on having Dave Wilcox in. If you want to provide feedback or uh, just uh, reach out to me at livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com or you can follow me on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Twitter, or like me on Facebook at the Life from the Dutch Hall thing. I have an a Instagram account. It's Dutch Hall on Instagram. There's all ways you can get a hold of me. So just do it. And uh, thanks to all the people, uh, again, who provided, uh, who uh, came yeah, in yeah, today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's go, everybody. Let's call it a show. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Eves. We did it, everyone. Uh, I had two open beers. <laughs> <laughs> Just laughing. Yeah.